You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Fall Weather, and you are listening to What Were You Thinking?, Now, we've had two authors on the show recently. We had Laura Backman, who wrote the wonderful children's book, Lemon the Duck. And more recently, we had Care Ariel Wolf. And Care wrote uh, just a great book about all the uh, dogs and cats and other animals that she's taken in called Born Without a Tail. And we also had Janessa Kite as a guest. And Janessa is a senior bird keeper at a California zoo. But... I want to make it clear, you don't have to be an author or a zookeeper to get on What Were You Thinking. Uh, We're looking for people who are crazy about their pets and want to talk about their pets. And so anyone who is listening who has some good stories about their animals, please contact me at bob at petliferadio.com and you can be on the show just like my next guest, Angela Bowen. Now, Angela Bowen, she lives in Muskegon, Michigan, which is, I think, about 40 miles from uh, where I live in Lowell, Michigan, in West Michigan. I met Angela this past September when I gave a talk at the Hackley Public Library in Muskegon, and Angela and I had a chance to chat after the talk. Angela grew up on a farm in Lowell, probably uh, not probably not too far from where I live because Lowell Township is not a vast tract of land and she would also like to be a writer. So Angela emailed me recently and said you know, she wants to come on the show and talk about her rabbit Alfie and I understand she just got a guinea pig and we have not had anyone talk about guinea pigs so you know we've got a couple good topics for today. So hi Angela, welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. Now let's let's start talking about your rabbit. How about that? All right. And the good place to start is is simply to ask you, what was it that made you decide you wanted to get a rabbit as opposed to any other type of animal? <clears throat> well, I was staying in a uh, apartment type uh, townhouse, and um, they didn't have. You can have like you know large pets and everything, like dogs and cats and everything. And I'd had dogs and cats growing up, so I. I really thought I wanted to try something new, so I researched, you know, about rabbits and stuff, and, you know, as far as what it means to take care of them and all the care that they need, and I decided to get a Holland Lop. Uh, Holland Lop is a rabbit that has loppy ears, their ears go down instead of up. Now, how does that, we we had a French Lop for a while. Do you know what the difference would be between a Holland Lop or Um, a French Lop? I know that a Holland Lop is only weighs about three to four pounds, but... Okay, our French Lop was huge. Because I know (laughs) there are giant breeds. They have, like, small, medium, and large breeds. 
But did you did you know somebody who had a rabbit and you saw a rabbit and you decided you wanted one or you know what what was it that made you think you well, know a rabbit rather than a, a an alligator or something? Um, well, growing up, actually, for a very short amount of time, I did have uh, three rabbits that uh, lived in a cage outside, but they just got you know too hard to handle. I mean, I was only nine, ten years old at the time, so um, we had to we had to get rid of them. Yeah, some, sometimes the rabbits that are outside that don't have a lot of human contact. Yeah, they're not as friendly. No, they're not too crazy about being handled. Yeah, but it's a completely different story most of the time with um, indoor rabbits. Oh, yeah, with indoor rabbits, you can really develop a wonderful bond with them because you're seeing them, you know, every day. Yeah, we will talk about that. Did you have, once you decided on a breed, which was a Holland Lop, did you have trouble finding a Holland Lop? Actually, um, I frequently would go to this uh, pet store in Grand Rapids, and I, I'd look at the rabbits and stuff, and I noticed that they had had Holland Lops there. So when I finally made the decision to go out and get one, I called them and asked if they still had them there. So my husband, you know, who was my boyfriend at the time, we had went down there and he saw two of two Holland Lops. They were both gray. One had Alfie actually had more gray on him than uh, the other one did, and Alfie was actually more active. So that's when uh, Jeremy had decided, well, why don't we get him because. He's actually, you know, moving around and everything <laughs> up to the cage. Yeah, that's that's right. You you want the ones that are the uh, the characters, I, yeah. I guess I'd say. And speaking of characters, you sent me. I hope we can uh, get a photo or two up on the Pet Life Radio website. But you sent me a, I guess what we'd call a dress up, uh, a couple <laughs> dress yeah, up photos. A Would you Halloween do, costume? Do you, do you wanna do you wanna describe what uh, Elfie was wearing? Well, the first one, he was wearing little uh, devil horns, which you, they have little slits on the top of the costume to, you know, slip his ears through, and then it, the Velcro on the bottom just goes underneath his chin, and then it had this little uh, red, round, um, little uh, little uh, thing that went around his neck. Yeah. He did surprisingly well with, with that. I mean, I know he... Um, can tolerate that for only so long, so that's why I tend to be quick when I take his pictures. And the other picture had, um, he had a little skull, a gray skull uh, Halloween cap on his head. Yeah, and uh, now would you say the devil horns suit his personality at oh, all? Oh, gosh, yes, <laughs> he, is, he is so rambunctious, and he's just, he's just crazy. Now, what was it about Holland Lops that, you know, made you interested in them? Was it the way they look, or was there something about their temperament, or...? I think that uh, both their uh, uh, their temperament and how he looks with his loppy ears. I always wanted to get a rabbit with loppy ears because, you know, it's unusual. It's, it's different compared to a normal rabbit with their ears going up. Um, and also, Holland Lops, what I've read is that they're... They're known to being, you know, curious animals. They're always, you know, curious about their surroundings and getting into stuff and and everything. Now, so what kind of research did you do? Did you read books or um, did you look I on the web? I went online. Yeah. And um, I looked at rabbit websites. Uh, none that I can really recall. I just typed in Holland Lop. Mm -hmm. But a lot of stuff that came up mostly had to do with, you know, people offering to, you know, sell show rabbits and everything like that. I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm looking for. So yeah. um, after I purchased him, I went out and got, you know, a bunch of, you know, books. I have like seven books on rabbits alone, house rabbits, and just 
Um, I also, once a year, Rabbit USA comes out. It's an annual magazine mm-hmm. devoted to nothing but rabbits. So Yeah, I've seen that. I think there's like a yearly ferret magazine yeah. now, too. My, my sister had a couple ferrets, and, and she had that. Um, did, you, did you find with your seven books on rabbits, did you find uh, consistency in the information in the um, books? You know, some, actually I got this, this first rabbit book that I got right after I got Alfie stated that a Holland lot can get up to, what, seven to nine pounds, or no, they classified it as a large breed, which I think is a kind of a misinformation there. I think it's kind of false, because I, I know that rabbit, uh, Holland lops can't get up to, you know, three to four is the main so they know, must have, ideal weight. But so they must have been talking about the giants. I think so. They must have, uh, I don't know, not uh, overlooked their information before they sent it out to the printer or something. I yeah. I remember I remember how uh, when we got our first rabbit Binky um he was very belligerent <laughs> that's the way to put it and he didn't really want anything to do with uh Linda and me and we were just confounded by photos we saw in a rabbit book that I had bought showing these cuddly rabbits sitting on people's laps and things like that and we had a rabbit that we could barely even pet. Well Elsie doesn't really like to be held either. (laughs) Yeah yeah a lot lot of them don't like that right off the bat but how is he about getting petted? He loves to be petted but uh, you know he'll tell you when he's done I mean he'll nudge you for attention to pet him but then he'll nudge you again or he'll hop away to say okay I'm done leave me alone. That, that's pretty reasonable because cats, cats are pretty much the same way. They want to get petted at a certain time, and then when they're done with it, they are done with it, absolutely. So what, what were your expectations about what kind of a pet a rabbit would make? Well, I kind of figured that getting a, a rabbit would be low maintenance as far as, um, you know, they're in a cage the majority of the time, so... Um, they don't need to be walked or, or taken out to go to the bathroom. That's pretty much all done in their cage as far as going, you know, to the bathroom. And he's actually really, he uses a litter box, so that makes it even easier, too. Yeah, our ours have done that, too. Yeah, they're good about they just sort of learn, don't they? Oh, yeah, he, he picked it up as soon as I put it in his cage. Mm-hmm, yep. So you were expecting a real low-maintenance pet. Yeah, and <laughs> I really wasn't expecting for, because um, I know it said that, you know, rabbits will chew on wires, they'll, you know, with their teeth, they'll chew whatever they can get their paws on and everything, and he just, I don't know, it's just amazing some of the things that he, he's chewed up. He uh, has a thing about pulling a, we have a plastic crate on the floor, and my husband has some of his uh, gaming papers, he plays video games and stuff, and he's got his cheat sheets. And Elfie's pretty much demolished the majority of those papers by pulling them out of the crate one by one and just chewing them to, to absolutely nothingness. Yeah, we um, used to have a lot of books in bookcases, and they, these were bookcases where the lowest shelf on the bookcase was just a couple inches off the floor. And uh, we learned that's not a good idea if you have rabbits in the room because when your back is turned, and actually they don't even care if, if you're looking at them or not, uh, they will eat your books. Oh, yeah. They, they, they will do that. So low maintenance as long as you have them in the cage, but the, the, the whole point of having a rabbit is you, you want to enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, they need to be able to get exercise. They can't just sit in a cage all day. 
most books prefer that they have them out for at least an hour to two hours max a day. Mm-hmm. And Alfie, I mean, he'll run around and stuff, but a lot of the time he'll be sitting underneath the couch. So uh, now, when you say underneath the couch, you don't you don't mean up in the springs, do you? No, okay. actually, he'll um, if we don't have our uh, the ends of our couch up, he can actually get underneath it from behind the couch. Okay, I gotcha. But if we have the, the ends up, then he can't get underneath it, and that's where he starts to, to pull on the back of the couch. Oh. He can start digging at the carpet because he can't get underneath there. Yeah, yeah. So do you have trouble uh, finding him, or you usually you let him out and you're watching him pretty um, closely? Well, usually it's not too hard to really, you know, find him because we do shut all the doors that are... Yeah, down good the for hallway, you. So that way he can't get into. He loves to go into the storage room when there's all this stuff in there, and he actually ended up uh, getting a, a cut on his back or or something. Um, we hadn't been watching him, which we should have been, and he was in the storage room, and he I think he might have been under this rocking chair. Or oh. The, uh, and it had a little uh, metal piece that maybe I don't. He must have gotten hurt because I was brushing him during the summer and I noticed this bit of blood and I'm like okay there's a sore here so I took him into the vet to uh, get it taken care of and she said just to put a little bit of um, hydrogen peroxide which yep. uh, made his, his that spot of fur kind of brown mm-hmm. yeah it'll do that <laughs> but he was alright oh yeah he was okay but uh, finding a vet when I had to get him fixed and everything was near impossible Okay, so you, you had trouble finding a vet that... Uh, that would see uh, rabbits or exotic animals. They mostly stuff to dogs and cats. Yeah, you know, we find that a lot, uh, even with our birds, that uh, we have to drive into Grand Rapids, and uh, we see uh, Dr. Bennett, who who was the zoo vet for years. And That's what the, the lady at the vet that I had went to had uh, told me about a, a vet who works around the zoo area, that he is very knowledgeable of... Uh, of exotic yeah. You know, animals. Yeah. So did you, what What city did you end up having to go to? I took them to uh, the Rockford Animal Hospital. Yeah. I mean, they're knowledgeable enough, but, you know, to get by and everything. But I'm sure if I wanted someone really extensive on their uh, information, I'd probably go to Grand Rapids. But living in Muskegon, I only found one vet out here after calling a bunch of people that actually sees rabbits. Yeah, it's tough. We've got um, uh, probably two or three vets not too far from us, um, but anyone who really specializes, uh, and they're good vets. I'm not going to say they're not good vets, but uh, people who really specialize in exotics, we we have to drive a little bit. One of my rabbit books actually uh, gave me some information when researching a vet as far as what questions to ask, like um, what type of anesthetic do they use, because there's only one real safe kind. I think it starts with an I. Yeah, Linda would know. She's yeah. she's really up on that, and we've been very careful about that when, when we have surgical procedures for our rabbits. We're going to take a, a short break right. for a word from our sponsor, and then I will be back with Angela Bowen, and we're talking about rabbits, and we'll hear about her guinea pig, too. What were you thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Greetings, human. What planet am I? 
Meyer. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, uh, we're back, and this is Bob Tard, author of Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, and we're talking to Angela Bowen about her rabbit. Now, I have to ask you this. Um, you've been very kind to uh, tell me that you've enjoyed my books, and I was, I was just wondering if you had gotten Elfie before you read about um, the, some of the problems we had with rabbits in, uh, in my books. Yeah, actually, I got Elfie in May of 2005. Oh, okay. So he's gonna be he's gonna be four in about about four months. Okay, that's great. We always when whenever we get a new pet, one of the hardest things is uh, coming up with a name, and I, I almost have to wait until something pops out of the blue. I, I don't generally, or or Linda, she's real good at naming. Don't really have anything in mind beforehand because of course you know you you might have a name then you get your pet and it doesn't fit the pet at all so I'm curious you know where where Alfie came from does does when I got him I was trying out names on him but they just didn't seem to fit and for some reason Alfie popped into my head I guess I had been thinking of that uh, the TV show Elf about the the furry alien oh yeah that came out in the 80s and I tried it on him, and you know he stuck out his tongue. And I think, oh, I think he likes it. <laughs> yeah, you, that's good. You got a reaction from Alfie. Yeah, you um, you mentioned something about him doing tricks, and I thought that was very tantalizing. I would yeah, I would um, like to hear about that. It was kind of funny. I was uh, testing out by uh, putting a treat above his head, getting him to stand up, but then. I wanted to go further, so I tried to get him to start walking on his hind feet as he was standing up. So he'll do like maybe two or three steps at the most before he finally will sit down. Good grief. 
Oh, I have never seen that in my life. I, I have seen them stand up, you know, but but actually take some steps. That's really good. Yeah. So how long have you been working at that one? Um, actually, for a couple of years now, since we uh, we moved from the townhouse to here. So, and he he does pretty well actually. Uh, when I put it above his head, he'll actually stand up and start you know, walking without me even really you know telling him to like okay now start to walk. <laughs> Wow. And when you were talking about the costumes, I, I wanted to ask you, did you make those yourself, or how did Actually, you... Actually, um, I got them at Meyer, the extra small size for, like, a dog. Oh, that's right. They do make those for dogs, don't they? So as long as you can get the extra... Between extra small and small, it should be able to fit. I think the small ended up being just a little bit too big for his head. Yeah. Now, a lot of people tend to think because rabbits are so cute and cuddly looking <laughs> that uh, they make really good pets for children. But, you know, living with Elfie f for a few years now, what would you think about that? I'd say, honestly, it would depend on the child, but uh, maybe an older child. But I feel that rabbits, as with any animal, are a long commitment. I mean, it's been known that rabbits can live 8 to 10 years, and kids, I think maybe don't do so well with responsibility. I mean, it just depends on the kid, really, but probably not. I think they'd be better for, you know, an older person. Yeah, do you think that there's something about rabbits that might make them more difficult than, like, a dog I think or a cat? the fact that they don't really like to be held very much. Mm-hmm, yeah. be a big thing right there. Like, you know, if they don't like to be held, I mean, then the kid's just going to ignore the, the rabbit. It sits in its cage. Plus, their nails need to be trimmed. It's as well, and Alfie doesn't do well with that, so that's why I send him to a, a... I started taking him to the vet in Rockford, you know, $15 a month every three months, but that's, just, that's a drive for me, so I found someone who would trim his nails for $5. Oh, okay. Have you, have you thought of just doing that yourself? Well, we tried in the beginning, but he just wouldn't cooperate. He wouldn't sit still long enough to be able to, for us to be able to get even one nail done. They, they are strong, aren't they? Oh, yeah. When he gets his back feet kicking he just really can scratch you up big time yeah well besides the tricks uh what other unusual things does Alfie do well actually after he's done with it we have his uh lettuce we'll give him to him at dinner time in a red little plastic dish and when he's done he'll start throwing his dish around uh. and one time he actually i have his pellets in a little feeder bin he actually managed to get his um little red dish inside the feeder bin Oh, he did? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. I wasn't even watching when he did it. I just came out and saw it like that. I'm like, oh my gosh. But also, he um, he doesn't do well with change as far as... Um, he had a little wooden box in his, that had holes in it for him to go into. And I took it out and put this uh, little uh, cushy couch thing made for small pets. And he didn't like it. He threw it all over his face. <laughs> and I finally <laughs> took it out. And um, when it came time to having to replace that uh, wooden box with another one he wouldn't go in the the new one that i put in there because the holes were cut differently you could oh. tell it was different oh boy even though it looked exactly the same yeah i think people really underestimate rabbits they they look at them and they're quiet and um they they tend to think there's not a lot going on in their brains but they're pretty sharp aren't they now have you ever um had any of your rabbits uh thump their back feet oh sure now, what would you um, describe that as? I mean, would you think that's more because they're irritated by something or they're scared of something? I associated it with 
fear or I guess irritation. Um, I read in a rabbit book somewhere that it means take cover, but I don't know about that. But I'll give you two examples really quick. And that was when we first got our rabbit Binky, I was playing some music on the hi-fi that had a lot of drumming in it. And he didn't like that, and so he thumped at that point. So I, I didn't play that particular piece of music again. It was a piece of African music. And then the another time, and this ties into what you were saying about rabbits not liking change, was we bought a new lamp and we put it in our living room and we changed the furniture around to accommodate this new lamp. And Binky went into the living room he went up to the lamp and he thumped and I think it was to show his disapproval then he stu stood up on his hind legs and pushed the lamp right over so <laughs> that was that was pretty clear yeah how, how about you what have you found um, out? occasionally he would do I make sure now to give him pellets right before I go to sleep because otherwise if he doesn't have any in there he's gonna start thumping in the middle of the night like at three in the morning I mean even though we're down the hall if he thumps you can hear it yeah. loud <laughs> Yeah, so maybe maybe the thumping serves a lot of purposes, just like, you know, a, a cat doesn't meow just for one thing. So maybe the thump can mean I want something or don't do something. I don't know, it might be a whole vocabulary. I want to spend some time in the time we have left also talking about your guinea pig, but I want to know what advice you might give to people who want to consider getting a rabbit. Um, I would say that, you know, they, like you said, they are low maintenance while they're in the cage, but outside of the cage, you have to watch them all the time because you can turn your back on them or not, and they will be ripping up your carpet, you know, tearing apart your, your, your wires, your cords and everything like that, and just spend time with them. You gotta be able to make a commitment, and if you do that, you're going to see how much of a wonderful personality they have when you bond with them. Oh, they can be so lovable. I mean, they can, they'll can they come up to you and want to get petted and in some cases want to be held. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, how would you describe the personality? Tell me the name of your guinea pig. His name is Toby, and his name I already had picked out before I even got him. And it just, just suited him. Yeah, well, I was kind of, I had an idea in mind of what I wanted when I was looking for a guinea pig. You had to have the, the right color and everything. And he's um, brownish and white, and he's got a little bit of a tinge of black right above his, uh, his forehead. One side of his ear is black on one side. Okay, I know nothing about guinea pigs. Is he a particular breed? I think he's an obsidian, I believe. I think okay. that's what they're called. Okay. Um, I don't know a huge amount about guinea pigs. This is the first time I've, I've had one. My husband actually had guinea pigs growing up, and I know that uh, he tends to squeak when you get, um, like when you open up a, a bag of like chips or something like that, or even <laughs> when I open up the fridge, or when I feed Alfie his pellets, which their cages are like eight inches between each other. Yeah. So when I give Alfie his pellets, Toby starts to squeak, and I'm like, well, these aren't your pellets. These are Alfie's. <laughs> Do they um, interact at all? Not really too much. I know that a lot of books have said that rabbits and guinea pigs shouldn't be together, but I'm like, you know what? They're not living in the same cage. Right. I mean, they say dogs and cats shouldn't be together either, but they are. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you tried letting them out together? I think we'll, we, we'll usually have their separate cage time. Alfie gets out at night. He's nocturnal. Mm -hmm. And Toby, we will actually... Um, We'll just have him on the couch with us. He'll, you know, kind of lay in the crook of our arm. Yeah. And we'll just pet him and everything, and he'll 
start to squeak, a slow, little, soft squeak sound. Is that, does that mean that he's contented? I think so. I think that's what, I mean, you know, it takes a while to be able to catch him in his cage because he just, he's got enough space that he's, like, zipping around. <laughs> but he loves his hay, and, and Elvie doesn't really care for hay anymore. I mean, he liked um, this one kind. It was a Chrislin brand that Meyer sold, but I think a year or so ago they stopped selling that brand, and I... Any other hay I tried on Alfie, he wouldn't like it, so... Yeah, I heard, I heard uh, Timothy Hay is, is what's best for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we go to a feed mill near our house, and that that's where we're able to find that. How would you describe his personality as being um, similar or different than Alfie's? Um, I would say that Toby is more of a... Um, he's more energetic than Alfie is. I mean, being that Toby's just a baby, he just actually turned four weeks today. Oh, he is young. Yeah. So he's uh, more lively than what Alfie is. I mean... So you probably won't be dressing him up. Probably not. <laughs> you probably won't be able young. to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a website, I'm not sure what it's called, but some lady makes little outfits for guinea pigs. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I should talk to her sometime. I, I bet she'd be an interesting guest on the show. Yeah. We're about out of time. I was wondering if there's anything else you'd like to tell me about Alfie before we go. Any, any? Um, I think I think that's a, that's about it, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Thanks so much for coming on. What were you thinking, Angela, and telling us telling us about uh, Alfie and Toby? I, I really appreciate it. It's great talking to you. All right. Thank you. Okay. That's it for What Were You Thinking for another week. Thanks so much to Angela for being my guest. And if you'd like to be a guest on What Were You Thinking and join us out here in the barn with the ducks, all you have to do is email me at bob at petliferadio.com. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to ask you to do a couple favors for me. Yes, you too. Um, please go to iTunes and rate what were you thinking. Uh, you know, give us a good rating, and that will help other people find the show. And also, uh, I'd appreciate it if you could go to Amazon.com, and if you've read my books... And Slay by Ducks and Fall Weather, please also uh, give them a good review because uh, the more reviews, the better on Amazon. And let me also remind you that if you haven't read my books and if you would like to read some humorous books about pet ducks, geese, parrots, rabbits, cats, then please pick up and Slay by Ducks and Fall Weather. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much to our very mysterious producer who is wearing a Santa Claus suit this time of year. And thanks you for listening. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart. Every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.